as you guys are headed out of Sky Harbor, uh, it is fairly early morning by Horena's standards. The sun never really gets brighter than that, like, perpetual sort of just-before-dawn dinginess. It's orange. It's gray. It sucks that it's going to be like this all day. You're never going to feel like you've properly woken up. The terrain around you right now is fairly flat. Uh, it's sand dunes for the most part. You can see sort of a faint ridge on the horizon, which indicates rocky uh, territory up ahead. And yeah, you guys are just kind of plodding along there as the sailheads walk in the direction that they've been pointed. How's the Zeta? The Zeta is uh, up ahead. She is consulting her notes. I feel like we have to be kind of uncomfortably close to each other because for my pass without trace to work, we have to be within 30 feet of me. Yeah, you are kind of all in all in a very, very close sort of clump. Do the sailheads like frills keep tonking against each other? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, who's named their animals? Haven't we all? I have named it Fredicus. They are all stinky. All of them? All of them. I'm insulted that you would think I would consider mine stinky. Yeah, Oswald is- Oswald smells lovely, thank you. Uh, that's what you think is lovely. Well, I mean, horse manure is kind of an acquired scent. Oh, um, Lyris, you can tell, as, as well as no intake, there appears to be no output. Hmm. How do they poop? <laughs> I'm not sure they do. They don't eat stuff. So what would they poop? They'd be pooping sun. So are they completely... Are, are they, like... <laughs> Waterproof? <laughs> they they don't have any waste? Maybe they're, they're like Veli. They just breathe out the waste. That's what they told me they do. I don't understand. Breathe out waste? Mm. They don't have mouths. Oh, that's the smell. The... Are there, are there pores on the- there have to be pores, right? It's gotta be a porous thing. Uh, you can see, uh, some vents, uh, right behind the jaw and under the sail. Aww. Like an accordion. Little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you squeeze it a little bit, does it kind of make a honk? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's more like a whistling noise. <gasps> and also the sail head that you do that to doesn't seem to like it very much. <laughs> so... I spy. <laughs> Is it oh sand, Jill? Yes. <laughs> I can entertain us all with some songs. I've been walking through the desert on my... Oh, two on the nose. Sail thing with no name. Mackenzie, I've, I'm placing a moratorium on horse with no name. I, <laughs> I fucking hate that song. Are we there yet? <laughs> we got, like... Three and a half more days of this already. Oh, no. Yeah, how are you holding up? You're used to more water-based so environments. Hot. Do, you, do you need a mister? <sighs> Should we have gotten you a little spray bottle for your lungs? A spray bottle? Wicky, wicky, wow, wicky, wild, wild west. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I hate this. There's There's... There's, like, no living things other than us. There's gonna be skeletons. I don't mind the skeletons. It's just so hot. Still no living things other than us, then. I They're mean, undead. Yeah, but that makes it worse. 
Yeah, as you guys are traveling, you are noticing like just how desolate it is out here. There's nothing moving in the sand below you. There are no birds, bird cries. There's no like even vegetation in the sand. It's just nothing. It is eerily silent. You know, that's actually really weird, isn't it? I mean, I, I mean, everybody always likes to think that a desert is a completely bare ecosystem, but it actually has like a lot of like scrub vegetation or, or small animals or something, but there's just nothing here. Yeah. No. No yucca moths. No yuccas. <laughs> Living it up at the Hotel California! Oh, Christ, boy. <laughs> at least we have that. <laughs> Such a lovely face. Such, Such a, a lovely, lovely face. face. <laughs> <laughs> right here in the hotel desert. <laughs> you forgot what planet we're on, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Herena. Oh. And the hotel Herena. No. no. Okay. Hey, Zazita, so what else can you tell us about this planet? Like, how long have you been here? Um, I've only been here a couple of years. The, uh, there was a Preseeker he signed here previous to me, but he, um, got, um, at, um, he got what? At, 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 by, at, by, at, by what? Uh, at, at, by, um, well, you, you, you're aware of the undead problem. I'm aware of an undead problem. Yeah. It, well, it's that one. Um. <laughs> Say, at, at him? At, yeah, undead don't usually at. Um, some of the ones out here do. At like like what pray tell are they are they skeletons are they bigger because we've because we've dealt with undead dragons before bigger or smaller than a bread box let's start there um i would say bigger than the bread box uh-huh smaller than an undead dragon smaller than an undead dragon okay we're getting somewhere bigger than a person um slightly bigger than a person on a couple of occasions now what uh, undead what fill in the blank here we're not entirely sure. It's been a really long time, and the, 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 they're kind of desiccated. You said that was a couple of years ago. No, the undead have been here a really long time. So they're undead old things that used to live on the planet, but don't? What, I, I, the, you the gotta prevailing, help me out here. The prevailing theory is that the large majority of the undead on the planet have been here for the thousand or so years since the star went explodey um and then there are of course the new additions as the result of treasure hunters and such coming out and getting um very dead okay so what actually used to live here then we're not entirely sure the language isn't as recognizable as we would expect it has some similarities to other humanoid languages in the region but it's very distinct you are just doing a whole lot of words to say i don't know and i have no answer for you it's it, my my studies here have been somewhat restricted on account of the inability to um, leave Sky Harbor very much. This is your first time out in the desert. Maybe a little bit. You have no idea what's <laughs> happening, do you? <laughs> I have some idea what's happening. Die. Also, with Susina being a known scholar, if she can't recognize the languages, then that implies something. Yeah. So you keep you keep saying scholar like a capital S. Yeah. I'll have you know that I'm a seeker fourth circle. Thank you very much. A what? I'm fourth circle of the seekers. I don't know. Okay, so there's at least four circles of seekers. There's eight. I'm doing okay. So you're somewhere in the middle of these of these series of circles. Uh huh. And what 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 are the circ what are the circles? 
it's there's a listen if the seekers are a somewhat secretive organization there is no there's only so much that i can tell you but i the eighth is highest first is lowest i'm fourth i'm doing mm-hmm. okay and a seeker is we gather as much information as possible and compile it okay arturos is asleep we're trying to figure out as many secrets of wild space as possible. For example, where did the gift come from? You don't know? Nobody knows. What? No. Nobody knows where the gift homeworld is. Mr. Hurst is a mystery. Did the he did the did the gift know? Um accounts vary. Most of them appear not to know, although some will pretend to know. They don't none of them know. None of them know. It's been a it's been quite a few generations since they left their homeworld. Hmm. Yes. So that's one of the things that uh, remains a mystery that we're still trying to figure out. Also, why are the crystal shells spherical? Why not any other shape? Gravity. What? Gra- gravity? gravity? Mm, that might be it. It might not. Gravity works in strange ways. For example, uh, a your average spell jamming ship is not pulled into the shape of a sphere. So why would a crystal shell be pulled into the shape of a sphere? Huh. Wild space is stupid. It's it's just it's it's really stupid, isn't it? I think it's best to just accept that nothing makes sense ever, and you just keep going. I think that's fair, Alviva. That's a good call. I mean, it, it helps to know things. That's why we're trying to seek out the answers to these questions because we want to know things. What do you do with it once you know it? Uh, we write it down, uh, uh-huh. and then we make sure that the master copy is stored uh, in our headquarters, and then we make uh, various other copies available uh, in our various libraries all over Wildspace. How many libraries do you have? Um, quite a few. Uh, we have not been able to expand as much as we would have liked over the last couple of hundred years, but um, most major ports do have a seeker library in them. A secret library? Seeker library. Oh. A secret seeker library. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the library is public. Otherwise, that would negate the purpose of having it. Is there like a forbidden section of the secret seeker library with the forbidden <laughs> secrets? I'm not sure I understand the phrase forbidden secret. <laughs> you know, the kind that you wouldn't want other people to see reading. But you write it down anyway. Hmm. Why would you write it down if you didn't want people to know it? Plot devices? She just kind of t- cocks her head to the side. I actually heard about something like that. Really? What? I once heard of a, um, it was some sort of magical item that would tell you one answer to any thing you asked it, uh, but you had to give it a secret in response, and the secret would be left somewhere public so other people could uncover it. And generally, if someone actually found the item, uh, found the secret, it was almost always someone who hated your guts and would use that to great ends to uh, destroy you. Ah, oh, that sounds like some kind of genie shit. Yeah, it was some kind of genie shit, really. Tricky. Do you know where this was? Oh, uh, it was back home. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, do the Seekers actually have any resources on Eastheim? Hmm, I think I heard something. And she goes and starts digging around in some of her books and pulls out, like, a great big encyclopedia with, like, a globe on it and then opens it up. And she doesn't have to go in very far because A is at the start of the alphabet. Five bucks, it says, mostly harmless. Yeah, just just <laughs> opens it up and there's just, like, a, a one-paragraph uh, section on it and goes, considered something of a backwater. Fair. Rude. Fair. Port Meridian nearby. That's us. Decent resupply stop. That's about it, actually. That's about us. It doesn't even mention the brunch. Has invented brunch. 
<laughs> yes. And Manny Petties? Yes. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. It's very uneven development. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, we, we do what we can. did we do yoga pants, too? Wasn't yoga pants? Hot yoga. Hot yoga. Yeah. Not yeah. regular yoga, just hot yoga. It doesn't <laughs> mention the hot yoga, and then she grabs, like, a pen and starts <laughs> Well, I know what we are going to do for the next three days. <laughs> hot yoga? It is hot it's, enough. It's too hot for hot yoga. <laughs> How are we going to stay limber? <laughs> Actually, weird question. Is there anything about, like, I don't know, like, orc cities or anything on there? Orc cities. And then she starts flipping through. Like a real big one. She actually has to flip to the index and look up a keyword and then flip back and goes, hmm, yeah, um, apocryphal accounts of some kind of independent orc city, location undetermined, mm. possibly not real. Mm. Not a whole lot aside from that, I'm sorry. Huh. Eh, worth a shot. Hmm. It is fascinating, though. What? No, the fact that something, the fact that uh, several accounts of it exist. Yeah? Hmm. Normally when you um, hear about mythical cities and such, uh, when you try to trace the stories back to their origin, it's usually ends up being um, a hypothetical that a philosopher put forth or something like that, rather than an account of somebody encountering it or um, it having existed. But in this case, there does not appear to be that train of, chain of evidence, which suggests that if it does exist, that means that somebody has actually been there. Well, huh. So the odds are a little better than, say, a completely mythical city made of gold or something. Yes. Hmm. Is there a yeah. city made of gold? Um, she starts flipping through the book again. <laughs> there was, but it melted. <laughs> I mean, I to hear the it. melting point of gold is, like, really low. Yeah, it's not a very good construction material. But very glamorous. What is the official ruling on Bigfoot? <laughs> she puts that book away, pulls out a different book, and starts flipping through it. Native to certain planets. Extremely rare, though. I knew it! Multiple big feet. <laughs> I said you can't hold back. <laughs> and this continues throughout the day. She said, shut up and dance with me, this one. The sun is starting to set uh, near the end of the day, and it's looking like you guys are going to have to start making camp. All right, um, I get off and I start casting my ritual to do Tiny Hut. Okay. So hype for Tiny Hut. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cacophony, describe, describe uh, the appearance of the Tiny Hut. I know it's like a dome. But yeah. I know you can customize the appearance of it. Okay. So so the ritual to do it, uh, since it requires basically every kind of component you could ask for, uh, basically has me getting out my guitar and I strum a little song. And the song is about safety and warmth. Uh, it's She Keeps Me Warm by Mary Lambert. Um, as I play along. And at the end, the hut forms like a dome and it's sparkly and rainbow. Like glass. On the inside or the outside? Both. Cool. <laughs> uh, it's sparkly in a rainbow dorm. Uh, and for some reason, there is a little cheerful chimney that comes out because it's a desert. It gets cold at night. Like a little chimney pops out of the top of the dorm as if we're going to have a fire inside. We're not. It's just going to be cozy and 
and and you know warm on the inside but you know it's the thought that counts air conditioned would be a good thought yeah i mean well, not I, at night it gets pretty cold yeah yeah that's it gets fair. cold at night in the desert that's true. uh but whatever the case we can go in and out nobody else can should we set a fire i mean i feel like a fire could be seen for miles and we're trying to we're trying to outrace some other party that's somewhere out here yeah we went all to the trouble of being sneaky but it's also really cold well it'll be warm in the hut can we light a fire in there no if we're inside the no if we're inside the hut hold on a second uh, nine creatures of up to medium size can fit in there. Blah, blah, blah. Creatures and objects within the dome when you cast a spell can move through it freely. Other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can extend through the dome or be it. The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather outside. Comfortable, so like a, so like a survivable temperature. Yeah. So we're probably eating, like, uncooked rations. Yeah. But we don't have to necessarily light a fire just to, uh, to no. not freeze to death. Nope. Okay. And the dome is opaque from the outside, so no one can see into it. So if we did light a fire, they couldn't see inside it anyway. Yeah, but the smoke would... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the smoke would just pass through freely. <laughs> anyway, probably not a so, good idea. So then. it would still just announce our presence. Yeah. How how crowded is it in the tiny hut when we all get in there? Uh, it's 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 pretty crowded, but uh, it's like, um, it's 10 foot radius, so it's 20 foot... It's a 20 foot circumference... Not circumference, 20 foot diameter circle. Uh, and up to nine people can get in there. And there's how many of us? Uh, six. Six. So there's still five? a little bit breathing. There's room. five of you. Five. There's five of you. However, the sail heads are large creatures, and they cannot fit inside. Yeah, yeah the the sail heads can probably just we can get them out. Yeah. yeah. I'm eyeing my bag of tricks, <laughs> trying to decide if I could have a fuzzy friend to sleep with. The problem is, there's a fifty percent chance it ends up being an animal that probably cannot go inside of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> But I might get a dog. On the other hand, 50% chance it's small. I'm doing it. It's a rat. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> that's not it's Argy, Pratt, that's a real. pocket rat. Ugh. What's their name? Pratt. And why is it not Templeton? Because it's Pratt the pocket rat. Pratt? Okay. Pratt's gonna sleep with me. It's gonna be nice. He's a cuddly little rat. Just a buddy. <laughs> you want a buddy? I can actually maybe pull out another one. No. <laughs> Even though we're inside my hut, shall we establish watches? A dog would be really cool. I wish <laughs> I wish I had a dog. I'll call second and third shift. I'll take first. I tried to get you a dog and listen, you can't be listen. mad at me. Okay. <laughs> what is it? It's a lion. <laughs> Very big. <laughs> can can I can I pet it? Oh yeah. I'm gonna Get pet right the in lion. there. Yeah, you're the... not a dog, but you're still very good. <laughs> I can speak to the lion, and I will apologize for summoning it in the desert where it cannot <laughs> go inside of the tent. <laughs> I think a lion is a medium creature. Let yeah, me I think a up. lion can fit. Oh really? Okay, we have a lion in the tent. You can snuggle <laughs> with the lion. It's not I'm a gonna... dog, but I, I would argue it's better than a dog. No, large beast on like a line. It cannot it? be inside. The... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll, I'll take watch outside, I guess. But please, please name the lion. I think that it's you should be Ooh. friends. Ooh. Um, hmm. Wompers. Wompers? Yeah. <laughs> no. Pick any name from cats. 
No. Mr. Mistopheles. I can't. I can't. can't. Rump Tugger. No. He's the no. cat that fucked. No. No, I cannot. I cannot use any cat characters' names, even the ones I know, because that gives them power. I cannot do that to myself. I cannot give them power. I cannot let it inside my head. It will live there forever. It is true that the naming of cats is a serious thing. <laughs> okay, do I just name it Dame, Dame Judy Dench's persona then? Yes. You could call it Monka Strap. No. That is, you cannot cats. you cannot trick me <laughs> Bramble Tell. Oh, I like that. Are you just gonna list off cats from like the cats bit from the the warrior cats naming bit from Vim Bam? Is yeah, that what you, you're gonna you, do? You have two options. It's either a warrior cat's name or a cat's twenty nineteen aka. I do not TSL know a warrior cat. Garfield. Simba. <laughs> Simba. <laughs> No, no, Sim is terrible. Jadis. You're naming the lion Jadis? Yes. I have a sense of irony. <laughs> okay. All right, Jadis the lion, nice to meet you. Yes, this is Jadis. We're now friends. Let's go Let's go take first watch Best together. Friends. Okay. I'm okay with that. I will, I will give the lion many scritches. Mm. Okay, the lion seems amenable to this. Yes. Just kind of hanging out. The line will help keep me warm during watch. All right, cool. Roll a perception check. Okie doke. Wow! Does <laughs> the lion get a perception check? Good yeah, question. Can the lion help me look at things? I will roll a perception check for the lion. That was a nat one for our listeners at home. <laughs> he even has keen smell. It does have keen smell. And the smell might actually apply, so he's going to roll with advantage. That's a 13! Uh, the lion appears to be uh, sniffing the air rather intently. Seems to think something's up, but you're not sure what. Hmm. Lassie situation. I'm going to just sort of get up and kind of carefully do a bit of a perimeter check, I guess. Uh, cool. Roll an investigation check. Roll. The lion is also a detective and gets advantage on investigation checks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing that in the bag of tricks description. No, I think it's right there, Detective Jadis. Yeah, it's in white text, so you kind of got to highlight it to see. Pri- it's a private investigator. You never mm-hmm. noticed it, but he does have a hat and somehow uh, a cigar. He's got a little deer stalker. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 14 on investigation. Okay, 14. As you're walking the perimeter, you start to feel the sand shift and you have just enough presence of mind to jump away as a desiccated hand comes bursting out of the sand. Oh, crying out loud. I need everyone to roll initiative. That's a 12. I also have a 12. 11. (laughs) Arturo's rolled a 6. Oh, fuck. I gotta add a lion. Hang on. No, (laughs) the lion acts on my turn, I believe. Oh, okay. That's good. Though, if we want to just like, let Jill control the lion. <laughs> oh, don't give me that responsibility. Because my, my command to the lion was just hang out with Jill. Jill's your friend. Do what Jill says. I'll try. Okay, so there are currently four desiccated corpses crawling their way out of the sand. And uh, oops, they rolled highest initiative, so I guess they're going. So Jill, the one directly in front of you is going to uh, lunge in and try to grab at you. I do love you already have a lion icon for the map. It's a good lion. That mummy missed. It rolled an eight. Cool. (laughs) Their own, yeah, delicious irony. 
There's one off to the north that appears to be preoccupied with the sail heads uh, and is going to move its way over there. I don't think it can actually make it to the sail heads. Good. Yeah, so this... Oh, one can actually get up close to the one in the back. It's going to try and take a, a swing at it. Oof, that's a natural 20. Oh, no. Oh, that's a lot of dice. Um, a lot? Minus 7, minus 8, minus 9, minus 8. That's that's a dead sail head. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> one fucking swipe? Which one? One fucking swipe, and that's a dead sail head. Oh, <laughs> so this is why we shouldn't name things. <laughs> Stinky. It did roll a natural 20. <laughs> Aviva, you need to murder that mummy. <laughs> Duh, I'm, I'm planning to. Uh, this other one sees uh, Jill and is also going to go for Jill. Uh, that's an 11 to hit. I don't think that hits. Nope. You're very well armored. Yup. And the last one is going to go for the lion because it sees a very large predator. Judas, no. <laughs> Ooh, she's chugging. 14. Which I yeah that hits the line. Yeah, it hits. Ooh, fourteen bludgeoning plus nine necrotic. Good. Which I think leaves it at like one hit point. Uh, oh. Three. Three hit it points. It leaves it at three hit points. All right. So the lion's looking pretty bad, but the good news is, is that all the mummies have gone now. So Alviva, you're up next. All right. I'm gonna gather my stuff and and head out of the tent. <laughs> I see this mummy that is just. Killed one of our dear sailhead friends, and I will yell in anger because how dare you! <laughs> and I will point, and a beam of crackling energy streaks out of my hand towards the target. Two of them cool. actually. Huh. Warlock. This I'll is what that. I click. Uh huh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so. Uh, it misses okay. very badly. <laughs> Alright, and the second one? Nat 20! Nat 20, baby! So so tell the audience what you just cast, ranger friend of ours. <laughs> should I? Or should it be a, a mystery for the listener? I feel like if you're casting it and we all see that and know it, you should probably say what you're casting. <laughs> Alright, I'm casting Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay! <laughs> and let's be clear. Alviva looks very confused. <laughs> Alviva doesn't know why she got angry and pointed and shot some kind of fancy green laser beam out of her hand that blasted a fucking mummy. I mean, it's fair. Don't worry about it. We all do it. Well, yeah, exactly. Alviva doesn't worry about things. Oh, it's cool. I'll worry. Yeah. I'll worry enough for everyone. Did it factor in the double damage or does it just do max damage? Oh, it did uh, roll twice. So that's it 11 twice. force damage and it also pushes the creature 10 feet away from me. Awesome. Get back, foul fiend. And then I look at my hand like, whoa. <laughs> that was very <laughs> interesting and exciting, Alviva. <laughs> I feel excited. Yeah, I can do finger fuck? guns, like literally. That was incredible. I love it. That's concerning. It's not concerning, Jill. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I think I should. All right, Alviva, anything else you're doing on your turn? Uh, I control the lion, who will attack. It'll try to defend itself from this horrible, horrible mummy. So it has a bite. That's a 25 to hit. That'll Pretty hit. Good. So that is, oof, 11 damage from the bite. Okay, so the piercing damage, uh, the lion bites in. But that doesn't seem to be doing as much damage to the mummy as you would think. Okay. And it follows up with its big 
lion claw hands, and it gets a 16. That'll hit. All right. And that is seven slashing. Okay. Again, doesn't appear to be doing as much as you would think. It's getting a lot of dust and a lot of, like, desiccated skin, but not doesn't appear to be doing a lot of structural damage. Judas is coughing on mummy dust. <laughs> Judas. Judas. <laughs> She's committed now. Uh, and that was a move, an action, and a bonus action, so I am done. All right, cool. Uh, up next is Jilliana. Okay, I'm going to just sort of circle around these guys here for a sec. And I am going to cast Thunder Wave. Um, so both of these mummies need to make con saves. Mm. All right. So much for keeping our presence a secret. <laughs> All right. Mummy number one makes ro- rolls a 19. Okay. Mummy number two rolls a 12. Okie doke. So mummy number one takes five. Mummy number two takes 11. Cool. And one of them gets pushed back, right? Yeah, and I am pushing them basically out as far to the edge of the map as I can, so uh, northwards. Northwards? Okay. Yeah. So that one mummy gets pushed back, and anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, That's pretty much the most I can do on my turn. Okay, cool. Cacophony, you're up. First thing, I'm drawing my blade, Um, but second thing, I am actually casting Shatter on the two monkeys. Monkeys. (laughs) Two monkeys? On the two two mummy monkeys that are on jill uh, okay it's very different uh, so again they need to make another con save okay mummy monkey is a frightening concept mummy number one rolls a 15 fail no wait i did yeah mummy one no, sorry no, mummy number one rolls a 12 mummy number two rolls an eight i saw your 15 from the 3d8 oh, i yeah. got confused so they both fail okay so they both take 15 damage so what happens and everybody hears a well jill actually probably only hears a tiny Plink! And this is followed by that loud THX roared <laughs> out in theaters. Uh, and so <laughs> and uh and thunder damage rockets through those two mummies. And then uh cacophony moves sideways so she can stand between between the the, the lovely little horses and the other mummy. Okay. <laughs> gonna defend these horses. Jill's fine. Yeah. We're gonna defend these horses. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking fine! Man, I don't make I, I I just make a lovely thunder roll. I don't make any of this weird synth crap. <laughs> also, at least like my uh thunder wave is only audible out to three hundred feet, and I doubt those guys are three hundred feet mm. away from us. One hopes. One hopes the other party isn't just right on our asses. Man, I want a musical effect. My Eldritch Blast sounds like a guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Sweet>. Decided. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Just a power chord. <laughs> All right, it is now Thazita's turn. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Thazita is uh, going to stay inside of the uh, inside of the sphere, but she is going to get up right next to the wall, and then she is going to cast uh, some kind of spell that creates a five foot flaming sphere, which will appear if I can figure out how to draw it. There we go. That she proceeds to just smash into the mummy that is uh, making it that is uh, closest to cacophony. I love it. Causing eight fire damage. Hang on, I gotta check if there's a saving throw on this. I have not cast flaming sphere in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dexterity saving throw and takes full damage on a failed save. Mm. Well, the good thing about mummies is uh, that they are not particularly dexterous. 
That's a 14 versus her spell save DC of 15. Fails. So it takes eight fire damage and in fact takes double damage as you see that the fire has actually like caught really, really, really well on the dry, desiccated, sort of uh, extremely flammable exterior of the mummy. Nice. And the flaming spear sticks around. And that is the Zeta's turn. Uh, up next is Arturos. Cool. Arturos is a punch boy. <laughs> Arturos just like, he's last because he was tangled up in his blankets, okay? Like, he was real snug. He did not want to fight today. <laughs> fishy burrito. He was a fishy burrito. <gasps> sushi. He's a sushi roll. He's a sushi. <laughs> no, I like the fish taco idea. Uh, <laughs> sushi burrito. So he's, you kind of see him tripping himself out of the tent, trident in hand, and he's going to go for these two over by Jill. So it runs over by two. And I'm going to attack one of them. Okay. Does a 25 hit? A 25 <laughs> does hit. Roll damage. 11 piercing. Okay, as you uh, jab the trident through the mummy, it does some damage. But again, a lot of this thing appears to be made up of just like fluff. And you don't seem to have done much structural damage. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Yeah. He goes, that's weird. And... I get two attacks, right? Yeah, I get yes. two attacks. We'll just go for another attack. You still asleep? I'm still asleep. Another t- uh, twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. Uh, five piercing. Five piercing damage. Again, not as much as you would expect it to do. Yeah, he like stabs through the chest, and then it kind of just sticks in there, and the the mummy just grabs his trident and making a face. Yeah, it's kind of just making a weird sneer at you. You don't like it. I don't like- Ew. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be my turn. Alright. Up next are the sailheads, uh, and they're gonna book it. Oh, shit. Yeah, so uh, the two sa- living sailheads to the south just run off, uh, and the two sailheads next to Cacophony of Alviva also just book it. Why did we not have them tied down to anything? <laughs> I thought they couldn't move without the sun. Is it is it possible that I could use my animal connection to try and coax them into staying? Not when it's not your turn. All right, fair. The good news is, is that Harsh there's not much fair. sunlight out, but so you think they might not get very far. I'll have to drag them back. <laughs> <laughs> like a truck is out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the round, we're back to the mummies. The uh, the mummy furthest to the north is going to go for Cacophony. Hey, well, for, it's, it's, it's not very smart. So first it's going to go uh, for Thesita, uh and bonk into the barrier. <laughs> to the dome. Uh, let me see how much of its movement it used for that. Ten feet. So then it's going to go for Cacophony. Okay. And it is going to uh, give you its dreadful glare. So you look into this thing's eyes and I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Seventeen. You succeed. Uh-huh. You feel like a bit of supernatural fear creep up and sort of start to grip your throat, but you manage to shake it off. Coffee uh, kind of rears back. She goes, you need to moisturize. God. And then it's going to take a swing at you. That is a 16? Uh, miss. Miss. Okay. That's the end of its turn. Um, Arturos, the, uh, the mummy that you're engaged with is also going to uh, try the same uh, fear attack. So I need you to roll a wisdom saving uh. throw. Oh no. I thought those didn't work if you were too dumb. <laughs> Roll a wisdom saving throw, Artie. 
Artie's too dumb to be scared. Too dumb to be scared, motherfuckers. You're fine. Okay. And then it's going to take a swing at you because it's pissed. Uh-huh. Can I do... So- I have a reaction to that, don't I? A reaction to being attacked? Do you have, do you have yeah. like, parry? Yeah, I do have parry. There you go. That's only if you get hit, though. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Go ahead and hit me. Hit me with your best shot. That's a 19. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That was a pretty good shot. That's a good <laughs> shot. Do you want to try and parry it? <laughs> yes. I'll spend one superiority dice. Die. Reduce the damage by the number you roll on your superiority die plus your dex modifier. Alright. So, ten. So whatever you hit me with, minus ten. Okay, so you get take eight bludgeoning damage. Cool. Plus nine necrotic damage. No. And I need you to roll a constitution saving Fuck. throw. Roll it good. Please. Please roll it good. Please roll it good. 25. Oh, thank God. Yeah, my constitution is the shit. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> so you took eight bludgeoning and nine necrotics. So that's 17 total. Minus seven is you take 10 damage. Or minus 10, you take seven damage. Cool. Gay's doing math. Oh, God. <laughs> We're very bad it's at too math. hard. We're gonna die here. We need a straight. We need. We need. We need at least one heterosexual here to do the math for us, please. Chris, come please. back. Does anyone know a heterosexual? <laughs> it's an emergency. Oh God, I don't. I really don't. We we just had a heterosexual on the podcast for six months, you guys. We cannot ask him to come back. He's your heterosexual. No, my heterosexual is my husband. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, Juliana, the mummy that's uh, next to you is also going to go in for uh, the dreadful glare. Yeah. So I need your roll of wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a 24. You're fine. And, <laughs> and then it starts to grab at you again with the rotting fist. Yep. That is a 14. I'm guessing that does not hit. Nope. Okay, that's its turn. And then the last one, which is still attacking the lion. Why didn't you go protect the lion, Arcturos? It's going to skip the dreadful glare and just go in for trying to kill it. Because cats eat fish. Oh, and it rolled a 24. Jadis, no! 13 bludgeoning and 8 necrotic damage. That lion's dead. Oh, we only knew you for like an hour. The nice thing is... You you don't have to see the dead lion for very long. It poofs away into a cloud of PG thirteen dust. Yeah, that's that that gets that gets garbage collected by the engine within a matter of seconds. It's fine. Yeah, it plays a dying animation and it's gone. All right. So after the mummies, uh, you hear the twang of a bowstring and an arrow comes streaking towards the mummy that just killed the lion. Oh, hey, fuck, <gasps> twang, mysterious stranger. I hope it's that sleazy guy. Why? He was terrible. Because we need someone sleazy in this movie to work against. He he exuded greasiness. Exactly. We need to work against him. Then why do you want him to be here? We need an antagonist, Jill. We, we we're going to a we're going to a whole place full of antagonism. Yeah, it is a it's called the need- dead it's, it's, it is it is antagonism the building. We need, like, a friendly antagonist. Frenemy. Two arrows come streaking from over a dune and strike that mummy. Uh, they don't appear to be doing much more damage than the sword strikes did, but it does stagger for a second. You can see a mysterious figure standing atop a nearby dune. 
Uh, up next Hello? is Elviva. Are you sure they're not throwing roses? <laughs> you can do it. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Elviva, you're uh, up. I will draw my swords and step forward to defend Cacophony. And as I do so, I, I did do this once before. I know I can do this. You know, God knows how. But my sword lights on fire. It's green fire. It's pretty nifty. Dope. Mm. And, and Dope. so I will take a slash with my flaming sword. Uh, and whiff it. Whiff it real bad. Yikes. <laughs> That's a niner there. Yeah, that is a nine. That is not going to do it. And I think I'm done. <laughs> uh, you do, at level five, get two sword attacks. Like, two weapon attacks. Yeah, but technically it's a cantrip. So I Oh no, the cantrip... Oh, you can just you you just attack as part of the cantrip to cast it. Yeah, as part of the action used to cast this spell, make a melee attack. So I don't think that you get to do it twice. Um, you can, what the casting time is it an action or a bonus action? The casting time is an action. So you can still do your bonus action attack. Okay. Do I get a bonus action attack? Yes, because you're wielding two swords. You have two hands. Oh, I have two hands. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I forgot. Ah, girl. <laughs> Look at this. I got a 10. <laughs> a, a 10 is unfortunately not going to hit. But you did swing it twice. You did. That's the nice thing about dual wielding is that even if you're not doing a lot of damage or making a lot of hits, you're doing a lot of stuff and rolling a lot of dice and people tend to think that means you're doing stuff. <laughs> All right, Juliana's up next. All right, um, I'm going to cast a Guiding Bolt on the faraway guy. Okay, uh, that is with disadvantage because you're in melee uh, with another mummy. All right, let's give it a shot anyway. 16. 16 does hit. One, uh, that's 15 radiant damage on Oof. that guy. Yeah, that hits that, that hits that mummy really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is now sparkly, so the next attack against it has advantage. Neat. And I really, I God, I wish I had just like a bonus attack that I could just hit with a hammer, but I don't. Sorry. So I am going to just rotate around this guy so I can help give Artie uh, flanking on one or both of these. Cool. Uh, up next is Cacophony. Uh, so Cacophony takes a moment to draw her mom dagger in her other hand. And she kind of looks between her two weapons and she kind of gazes over towards her friends and she looks to her dagger again and is like, well, you're magical, baby, and gives it a kiss and then tries to stab the uh, <laughs> mummy in front of her with it. All right. Roll your attack. 26. Woo! That'll hit. And then nine piercing damage. Nine piercing damage. Ma magical piercing damage. Thank you. It does appear to be doing more damage than the mundane weapons. Yeah. Uh, and then rather than use my bonus action to attack, I'm going to use my cunning action to disengage and casually duck back in here. <laughs> and one, two, Comedy. three, four, five. And I'm going to go over to this mummy and go, Hello, come over, attack me, and not Arteros. <laughs> I'm not inside a thing you can't get through. <laughs> oh, they probably are very stupid. <laughs> Let me just check real quick. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> I've seen better. <laughs> All right, after Cacophony uh, is Thazita, uh, and Thazita is going to uh, cast- oh, uh, 
Sorry, oh. for our listeners' sake, what Cacophony did was she cunning action disengaged and ducked into the tiny hunt and is now staring inside of it, flailing at the at the other mummy. Our listeners can't see our map. Since it's, like, opaque, right? The tent? Yeah, well, she can, like, step outside of it and, like, wave her hand and just kind of keep sticking her hand in and out and then pull back <laughs> in. <laughs> cool. All right, so, uh... The Zeta's turn, uh, she is going to uh, stretch out her hand at the mummy that's attacking uh, Alviva, uh, and a bolt of sort of weird lightning hits the mummy and then wraps around it, and it takes 12 lightning damage. That's a fun trick. And on top of that, she is going to, as her bonus action, take the burning sphere and smash it into the back of the mummy, uh, which means it needs to roll a dex saving throw, uh, which it fails. So it's 10 fire damage, doubled to 20 because it is vulnerable to fire damage. So that that uh, that mummy kind of dissolves into a pile of ash. Neat. Ooh. Thank you, Fazita. That is Fazita's turn. Up next is Arturos. Right. Well, Arturos doesn't really have many options here other than punching. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just continue with the, the hitting futilely. You're doing damage, about? just not a lot of damage. Yeah. What was that about flanking advantage? Um, if you are directly across from uh, from an opponent, which uh, you guys are not quite. Move over one. Well, then I'm going to move over one. Yeah, move a, over a, one. Uh, and hit that guy. Okay, that's with advantage. Uh, 17. 17 does hit. Sweet. Uh, five piercing. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to continue to the slash slash dance just slash i have no spells thank you for <laughs> thank you for not remembering you with spells <laughs> <laughs> i have no spells that would benefit us in this situation uh 27 never stopped, stopped you before, before. <laughs> true uh-huh yeah you want to you want to guy you want to sync up again <laughs> It's a good thing I'm a fish because this fucking burns. <laughs> 16 piercing. Neat. You are chipping away at this fucking mummy. I'm done. You want to you action surge there, pal? I can actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> on account of you being a fighter? Listen. <laughs> a. This is the podcast where we teach fighters how to fight. I can't fucking. I, it's been a long time since we played. It's been combat. three weeks. No, since we played a combat. Okay, that's fair. Okay. okay. I forgot what action surge does. Okay. <laughs> D&D's hard. I love you. Well, in this, in Arturus's case, it's another attack action, it's which means two attacks. another attack action. action. I have no yeah. other options, really. Yeah, that gives you two more attacks, so do it, bud. Two do more it, attacks. Yeah, yeah, once you're level 20, that's gonna get disgusting. Sweet. Yeah. 19. 19 hits. Six piercing. Okay. 19 again. Alrighty. And 7 piercing. 7 piercing. Okay, you go to town on this fucking mummy, just stabbing just it over and over and over again die. with the trident. I feel it. like Jill can, like, see the prongs come out the other side a couple of times. <laughs> just go down! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dust pouring out of this mummy at this point, but it is still fucking standing. <laughs> I'm still oh, standing God, it got in my mouth! <laughs> I don't think Looking that's like healthy to breathe. Oh, I don't. I don't like having that in my throat. Ugh. 
Oh, God, my nose! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sail heads are running away, uh, and we're back up to the mummies. The mummy closest to uh, our turn. The, clo- the mummy that's diagonal from LV. Uh, shit, what's everybody's name? Juliana. <laughs> I'm Juliana. We're like your children. Remember our names. <laughs> nice to meet you. My terrible, terrible children. That's all us. right. Which one of my four garbage sons are you? <laughs> Juliana, you're taking a mummy fist to the face. Okay. Am I? Yeah, well, it rolled an 18. No, I, I don't think your AC think I is am. higher than that. Yeah. I think my AC is 20 now. Yeah. And then the uh, the mummy that's uh, already has just repeatedly stabbed uh, is also going to uh, take a swing at him. That's a 14? Nope. Okay. These things don't move very fast, you've noticed. They're very easy to dodge. Uh, Cacophony, uh, the one you're in front of, uh, it is going to uh, try (laughs) to attack you and then bonk against the barrier. (laughs) It wasted five feet of movement on that, so but it could still turn and change direction and go after Arturos. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. He's flexing his guns. Go for it. (laughs) You're also right next to the healer, so... Yes. That's a 23? To RT? Yes. Yeah, it hits. All right, that is nine bludgeoning. Cool. Plus ten necrotic. Uh Uh-huh. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Uh Uh-huh. I rolled a 22 on a constitution save, and you said I was hit for 19 damage? 19 damage. All righty. All right, and I think that is it for the mummies. And uh, up next is your uh, mysterious tuxedo mask-like assistant, <laughs> who uh, is going to take two shots at the uh, mummy that just attacked Arturos. How do I judge his technique as a fellow archer? It's pretty good? Really fucking good. Um, <laughs> oh. Although this time only one of the arrows hits. So not, you know, as good as it could be. Could have been worse. I mean, everybody fails sometimes, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. The fact that it was moving at the time definitely worked against it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and after that guy is Elviva. All right. I am going to pass through the hut. Excuse me, Tazita. And rush over to try and help Arturos, who is just surrounded by mummies. <laughs> he He's like, yeah, bring it. Come on! He's he's probably going to get party boyed to death by mummies. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. street fightered. I'm going to try the flaming sword trick again. And I rolled a 10. Uh, not quite. That's not good. Uh, I do know now I have two hands. I did get a 23 <laughs> with my other hand. Okay, that does hit. So that's something. So that's seven slashing. Um, But probably doesn't have the fire because... It does not. Missed. The fire one did miss. I don't think you've hit with the green flame blade once. <laughs> I don't think it likes you. I think I did once during uh, our Halloween, Arbor Day, Valentine's, St. Patrick's Day spectacular. Chekhov's flaming sword? Yeah. That's way cooler than Chekhov's gun, honestly. You're gonna kill the final boss with that. Um, <laughs> Juliana, you're up. Alright, um, I am going to, first off, use my bonus action to cast a second level healing word on Arturos. That's going to do eight, uh, so Arturos gets eight back. Cool. And then I am going to take a swing at uh, the mummy that is uh, diagonal from me. Cool. With your roar hammer? Yeah. Cool. Because I want that 20. <laughs> Alright, that is a 21. 
Okay, that's uh, that hits. Roll damage. That's four bludgeoning damage. Okay, the the hammer does not appear to be doing much more than the uh, the swords and the arrows and the whatnot. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it, but you know, any little bit. Also, it keeps eyes on me too. Yep. Okay. Uh, cacophony, you're up. Okay. So what Cacophony is about to do is she is going to trot this direction and uh, she's going to fling her dagger at the one in front of Arturos between him and Jill. Um, okay. Because again, that's it, a magic Arturos thing. is in the middle of that. That's okay. <laughs> I can, I, hold on. I moved four, five, six. There we you're go. You're right. He is very short. It's how He's very short and I'm much taller than him. <laughs> how dare you? Um, so I get right there. I'm going to fling my dagger at it because this is the one that's taken the most damage. So hopefully we can nix this one in the bud. N- nix this one in the... Never mind. The... Yeah, yeah. It's fine. The mom dagger clatters to the sand. I'm a, it, it'll immediately pop back into my hand and I'm going to immediately step forward and stab with it with cunning action. Or, no, not cunning action because I actually have one more move left. I think one. I could have still gotten there. Yes. So we're fine. Uh, I step forward and I'm just going to resummon it back into my wrist and then stab it with my other hand. Okay. Nope, I don't. No. No, no not actually. All. That first that first toss with the mom dagger did hit. It's our it's armor class oh. is exactly eleven. Oh well, I did hit that. Ten piercing with magic damage on it. Neat. Yeah, this this mummy's having a bad fucking day. Is it? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did next two attacks, is... which means that was my bonus action too. So yeah. So, uh, Zeta is going to, uh... Wait! Which... Actually, I get sneak oh. attack damage! <laughs> <laughs> you do, because some of your allies are within five feet. Yeah! Sixteen piercing with magic dagger. Nice. Okay, that, that mummy's looking really fucking bad. Okay, Zeta is going to, uh, witch bolt the other mummy. That's a thirteen against that mummy, so it does hit. For six lightning damage. And that witch bolt wraps around the mummy, uh, which I think means that the... Hang on, let me check whether it's concentration. Yeah, it's concentration. The flaming sphere goes away, which is good because it's not near anything useful anyway. And that is all Thazita's got for this turn. Uh, Up next is Arturos. (laughs) You're standing in front of a very, very broken-looking mummy. Let's hit the broken-looking mummy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna hit it. With all the advantage. Just every... Everybody's fucking... Hit yeah, twenty six. Twenty six hits. Nine. Nine reduced to five to four. It's on the verge Wait. of just falling Dang apart, it. but not quite there. I keep forgetting to hit advantage. Twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. Five. That mummy falls apart and Hell collapses yeah. to the ground. Hey. Just keeps hitting it like you are dust to dust oh god what is what is god i need so much water how do you think i feel (laughs) i'm pretty sure your mouth isn't full of mummy dust sailheads are still running away and we're back up to our two remaining mummies Jill, the one that's witch bolted, yeah. is kind of trying to figure out which is the bigger threat, but you're closer, so it's going to go for you. All right. Scratches uselessly against your armor. Yep. Mm. Fuck off, I have plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, thank you for not saying plate mail. Well, it's, it's plate. Mail is a different, that's not even, what? 
I have been screaming at so many people because plate mail is not a thing. Uh, that, Alviva, that's just two different words. Alviva, you're getting attacked by a mummy. It rolled a 12. I don't think that does much. Um, okay. Okay. You can have plate and you can have mail, and it helps to combine them, but that's not a thing. Just gotta check somebody's spells real quick. Somebody. Somebody. Okay, this time when the uh, the figure on the dune fires an arrow, you see uh, the arrow seems unusually spiky, and then those spikes come off and start raining down on the area of the uh, the mummy that's standing in front oh, of the Oh, god damn it, it's, it's the green arrow. spikes! Do I get hurt? You do not get you do not get hurt. Then the mummy needs to roll a dexterity saving throw, which it's bad at. Yeah, that's a seven. Mm. So the mummy takes an additional magical four damage from the thorns as they kind of get pierced right through. And then there's a second longbow attack coming. <laughs> which is a nineteen. That's ten piercing damage. This mummy is looking really fucking bad. Worse than usual. Even worse for a thing that's already dead. It's starting to really fall apart. Up next is Elviva. Alright, I'm gonna flame blade it. It's gonna happen this time. <laughs> I feel good about this one. We believe in you. It's a ten! <laughs> I'm sorry, hon. <laughs> I can't hit anything with my flaming sword. <laughs> I wanna light the mummies on fire. <laughs> What's the point of having a flaming sword if I can't hit anything with it? I'm looking bad in front of the mysterious stranger. <laughs> I literally only need one more to hit. It's terrible. Alright. <sighs> I get a 16 with my follow-up, and I do 7 slashing. I think what you need to do is make your flaming sword your second attack. Ah. That way you can get out, like, the first attack jitters. Yeah. Yeah. Just a warm-up. It's just a a warm-up swing. Uh, Every single turn. You were steadily chipping away at this mummy. Jillian's up next. Okay. Yeah, let's do another guiding bolt on, uh, which which mummy looks looks worse for the wear? Uh, the one next to Alviva. Okay, yeah, I'll do, I'll, uh, shoot a guiding bolt on that one. Okay, that's with disadvantage disadvantage again. Yeah. Uh, that's a 17. 17 hits. Uh, 11 radiant. That mummy explodes <laughs> into dust. <laughs> it's bad, right? <laughs> Did you have to explode it? <laughs> it's in my eyes. <laughs> it's real bad. It's dead thing. Uh, I'm going to basically just five foot adjust uh, so I am, so someone can flank this mummy. Okay. Someone. Someone. Cacophony, you're up. Whoever wants to flank first. Flank it first. (laughs) Stab with mom. (laughs) 27. That'll hit. Ah, what a Mother's Day this is. Plus 8, plus 1d6. So 12 piercing magic dammies. Yep, ma'ams. 12 piercing magic dammies. This this thing looks fucking rough. And then I am going to use my other hand to casually draw mom. For my wrist as if it was there and not in my hand. <laughs> I feel like you're exploiting some loopholes here. I am exploiting a little bit of a loophole here. Nineteen. What are bullshit magic weapons for if not bolt if not pulling a few loopholes? Yeah. Nineteen hits. And ten. Ten Excellent. piercing. That mummy collapses into dust. Excellent. There's just a point where enemies just like magic damage, son. <laughs> 
So Cacophony does that, and then for some reason she does, like, a backflip in the air so her hair all glitters and rains down around her. And just, like, sparkles start falling from the sky around her and Artie and and Alviva since they're, like, in the area right here. Juliana just turns around and looks up on a hill and squints and scowls. <laughs> yeah, said figure is not mysteriously disappearing, as one might expect. He is instead stalking, more. one might say stomping rather sulkily down the hill towards you guys uh, as he gets closer. It is a bit dark, but you can see that this guy is uh, roughly 6'4". No! Appears mm-hmm. someone I've talked to before. <laughs> he is not. You do not recognize oh, okay. him. He looks kind of um, mountain manny a little mm-hmm. bit. He's got a beard. He's got long hair. He, he, is, he looks like he's been in the desert for a while, which is to say he looks like shit. Appears to be a half-elf as he gets closer. Oh, sir, would you like a shower? That's <laughs> how <laughs> you greet people. Why is that your opening? <laughs> he appears genuinely taken aback by this for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing the company said when we met, too. <laughs> that was one of her first things, you know. Uh, behind you, Thazita emerges from the uh, from the dome. She's like, um, do you think there's any more mummies? Probably not. In the grand scheme of things, yes. I don't know if there are any nearby. I imagine they might have been summoned if we we made it much we made enough noise, you know. The guy, meanwhile, as he approaches uh, again, he says, "You're get, you're all gonna get killed out here." Yes, and people have said that about us before, and so far it's not happened. And what's your investment in this? I'm trying to prevent more dead bodies from turning into more, and then he points at the piles of dust. Those fair. Okay, so where where did you come from? Because there's a whole lot of nothing everywhere. What's your name? <laughs> and again, I wasn't I wasn't joking about that shower. It's it's just kind of a magical one. It's not an actual one. But I could do it for you. He appears to be sorting the questions in his head. She's also goes, completely uninterested in seeing you naked, so I uh, yes, I, I am not into penis. He pauses. He points at <laughs> he points at cacophony, goes, My name is Kieran. No thank you on the shower. Right. Turns to <laughs> turns to Juliana, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> Where did you come from? You, you see he's actually covered in a lot of sand. It's easier to travel by night. It's a lot cooler, so I, I bury myself under the sand sometimes. I'm, 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 I'm sorry? It is also very cool. That's incredibly awesome. No. How do you... Do you leave a mouth hole? <laughs> he just kind of looks at you strangely. <laughs> do you have a mouth hole? We're the heroes, just... everybody. That's not a weird question. You can't breed sand. Anyway, you should know that you're headed into the epicenter of the undead infestation. That's the point. Yeah. Oh. Why? (laughs) Well, okay, first off. Adventure. Thank you for the assist. How about we all sit somewhere safe and talk? Yeah, would you like to come into our in our tiny hut? And also we need to go track down our sailheads. Yeah, we need to get our sailheads back. Can someone strong come so that if we have to drag them back, I I won't be able to do it. Yeah, Alviva, Artie, do you guys want to take that? (sighs) Fine.
Jam Jammer is performed by Lexi Peppers, Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. For more episodes of this show and our other shows, as well as news, check out our website at crookedrussiancamp.horse. Yay! Yay! Huzzah. We did it, you guys. Now, auf Deutsch! We're not doing it in German. Oh. <laughs>